Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Delighted to make your acquaintance. This place exists between dream and reality, mind and matter. It is a room that only those who are bound by a contract may enter. Well, hold on, what contract? It, it was a, in the fine print when you started playing Persona 5. Oh, God. Don't fret. The only thing you need to do to fulfill this contract is to talk about the Persona series. Specifically, how it all began. Okay, fine, I can do that. Let's let's do this then. Uh, so, good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. Because I sure as hell don't know where in the world I am. I'm Skyblaze and this is the hidden the, pa- The Velvet Room. It, yeah, okay, that. Here on Radio Sega. So, the 20th of September will mark the 25th anniversary of the Persona series. So, I thought it would be worth looking into the origins of the series, starting where it all, all began with Shin Megami Tensei IF. Uh, this was released in 1994 for the Super Famicom and PlayStation. You take the role of a student whose school has been drawn into the demon realm by the demon emperor. A student who has been possessed by a demon that he was trying to summon. Great job there, pal. Uh, his goal is to take revenge on the people who are bullying him. On the other hand, I can sympathise. You have to navigate through the now demon-infested school, as well as the five towers based on the seven deadly sins. Uh, hold on. That, the maths on that doesn't work out. Um, I assume there's like a couple of end bosses that are... The other de two deadly sins that are missing, or the f two of the five towers double up. I've not played this game, so I couldn't tell you. I should do it at some point. I should probably emulate it. Fights in this game are turn-based, as is the standard for the Shin Megami Tensei series in general. Similar to other games, you can use a series of physical and magical attacks to delete foes. You also have the option of talking to the demons and convincing them to fight with you, which is a theme that continues through most of the Shin Megami Tensei and Persona series. In various ways. Um, hello to people who are in the chat. So we've got Nicholas Aman and Frost who are there at the moment. Uh, so Nicholas is saying uh, that he doesn't know why they did a 2002 PlayStation re-release of a 1994 SNES game. Nah. And you can, uh, Frost is saying you can get most of the games on the PSP or the Vita. Yeah, I don't have a Vita. Um, I do have a PSP, 
We have a couple of PSPs actually. They they need repair, I think. Uh, they uh, the batteries went. That was it. The batteries started bulging. We need your batteries for them. And uh, <laughs> the intro that we had for this episode uh, that was um, kind of TCB's idea, who is now arrived in the chat. Hello, TCB. So thank you for the inspiration for that because. My lovely other half got to be in his bonnet and had an idea about that. But I think we should move on, so let's have uh, some, some music. Uh, we've got quite a few requests this week, so I'm going to start off with the first of those, which is actually from Persona Q2 New Cinema Labyrinth. And this is New Beginning Inside the Cinema, requested by Electric Boogaloo. Sorry, excuse me, I've been sick all week and I'm a bit better, but I'm still a little bit ill. So I apologise if I start coughing or sneezing during the show. So after New Beginning Inside the Cinema, we've got Shimagami Tensei If, the battle theme. So enjoy those and I'll speak to you guys after this music break.
Hello, my name is Gavi, and you're listening to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze on Radio Sega. Shin Megami Tensei If Battle Theme and before that from Persona Q2 New Cinema Labyrinth that was New Beginning Inside the Cinema requested by Electric Boogaloo uh, that one has appeared in the chat um, I'm glad this is getting recorded and I'll put it up later for in podcast format because apparently a bunch of people missed the intro we did uh, so you'll have to listen to that on the podcast version 
I hope you enjoy it. Anyway, Shimagami Tensei If, uh, you also get to ally with human companions throughout the game, three of which are available on the first playthrough, with a fourth being unlocked if you go through a second playthrough. Should you or your human companion fall in battle, a guardian spirit will revive you back to your last save point and teach you new skills along with potentially altering your stats. This can result in your stats either increasing or decreasing, depending on which spirit, and the spirit will change each time you die. So, bit of a roulette wheel there. Due to the success of this game and its somewhat smaller setting, it led to the creation of the Persona series, which started with Revelations Persona. This first released on the PlayStation in 1996. You control a group of high school students who unlock the power to call upon their hidden selves, known as the Persona, after playing a fortune-telling parlour game called Persona. As the game progresses, the local hospital, where a classmate Maki is currently convalescing, he disappears and the town is attacked by demons which are summon the summoned manifestations of people's darkness. The group manage to defend themselves with their personas and make their way to the local town shrine where they come across Maki's mother, Setsuko. Setsuko release, uh, reveals the person behind this is Kandori who runs the local enemy com company, the SEBEC. The party takes Setsuko back to the school where the game then splits into two distinct story routes. Either the SEBEC, -E I can't say words, or the Snow Queen route. Now again, I've not played this game either, but I'm actually quite interested to play this version because I know that uh, in one of the releases of this, which I think might have been the original PlayStation release, the Snow Queen route wasn't available. You could only play the uh, SEBEC route. Um, I think that might have only been in the English version, though. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, Doan was also saying that uh, they need to play uh, Shemagama Tensei if. So I'm just having a drink of tea. Try and smooth my voice out a bit. Um... But yeah, a lot of the kind of mythology in the Persona series in general um, draws on uh, certain uh, aspects of psychology that that uh, Jungian psychology, um, the whole the shadow self um, being your kind of repressed dark side. And by accepting that, you gain the power of the persona. So there's a, and the, the whole concept of the metaverse, which is something that sh shows up later on in the games, all very much taken from Jungian psychology. And of, of course, the Shimogami Tensei series in general draws on uh, uh, Gnosticism. I will get some more uh, more into that later on. I think. Let's have some more music. Uh, so from Revelations Persona, we've got Hypnos Tower, which due to a miscommunication is a really short version. And then from Persona 3, Kimi no uh, Kiyoke, Memories of You, requested by Grateful.
Persona 3, Kimi no Kyoku, Memories of You, that was requested by my beloved husband Grayful. And before that we had from Revelations Persona, Hypnos Tower, requested by Electric Boogaloo. Um, I kind of messed up with that because I didn't confirm which version uh, Electric Boogaloo wanted. So I used the original PlayStation version, they wanted the longer version from the, re- from the remake. Uh, so that was my screw up, I'm, I apologise. Uh, Electrical is saying that they don't have the original Persona on the PS1 because they're very pricey these days, uh, like most old Atlas releases. 
Uh, they do have a copy of Ogre Battle Limited Edition, which has Atlas Software published in America, which does have an ad for Persona on the back of the manual. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, prior to um, Atlas being acquired by Sega, most of their games were kind of like semi-limited release, so they went up fairly rapidly in price and became collector's editions very, very quickly. The fact that a lot of them were critically acclaimed probably helped with that. But they all tended to kind of get this cult following. Excuse me. <coughs> so um, they tended to get quite expensive quite quickly. Anyway, so um, also uh, Doan confirmed that the version of uh, Persona 1 on the PS... on the P... was it PSP or PS Vita? Uh, yeah, the PSP version on the Vita, which they have played, um, the Snow Queen route isn't available. So I just don't know if it's, like, just not available in English, which is interesting. But the uh, SEBC route in um, Persona... Uh, Revelations Persona sees you confronting Kandori and preventing them from becoming a deity. Again, a bit of a theme in uh, my topic. a bit of a theme in Persona and Shimogami Tensei games in general. Uh, then the teenagers have to help Maki, who has been divided into various aspects of herself due to the events caused by the game uh, that were put in place by Kandori. So this is kind of the more straightforward version. Um, the Snow Queen route is a bit more involved. Um, this is unlocked by investigating an urban legend which is surrounding the mask used in a performance of the Snow, the Snow Queen, originally derived from a Danish fairy tale by Hans Christian Andersen. It's also one of his weirder ones. Uh, the, yeah, the, the Hans Christian Andersen version of the legend involves a girl who like says the Lord's Prayer and her breath turns into angels with swords. So, like. What? Because I remember reading this, and it's it's cool, but it's very strange. The legend within the game says that all who wear the Snow Queen mask for the performance subsequently died, all except for its last wearer, Setsuko, who instead of dying, her friend disappeared instead. Upon finding the mask, Setsuko wears it and is possessed by the evil spirit which inhabits it leading the town being, uh, being frozen by the Snow Queen and three towers being erected and guarded by the spirits of those who previously wore the mask. To save Setsuko, the party need to locate the Demon Mirror, which will remove the mask's curse. Again, the Demon Mirror is related to the original legend. Look it up if you've not heard it before. Upon removing the curse, it is revealed that the evil spirit was in fact an old schoolmate of Setsuko who had worn the mask prior to Setsuko. Once they are released from the mask's control, the final boss, the Night Queen, is released, and upon defeating her, the town is then freed from her power. Uh, Electrobuggle is saying that they're sad they never got uh, to play a game called Tail Concerto, uh, which is a CyberConnect steampunk and animal platformer that was published by Atlas. Now, I know CyberConnect because they are the developers who created the Dot Hack series, which is one of my favourite series of RPGs ever. Um, it's kind of obscure now, but I'm very fond of it. If you're interested in uh, those kind of um, what they call it, it, isekai, 
narratives. Um, Dot Hack is one of the very early ones and doesn't conform to a lot of the kind of like the protagonist being inc like incredibly super powered. It doesn't do that. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, I recommend looking up uh, Dot Hack. Um, the uh, PlayStation 4 version of Dot Hack GU is actually is usually on sale. It's pretty cheap, so I'd just recommend starting there. Back to what I was supposed to be talking about, let's have some more music because my voice is giving out a bit. So for Persona 1 on the PSP we've got Bloody Destiny which was requested by Doa. <coughs> and then we've got from Persona 3, uh, a lot of Persona 3 requests tonight actually, we've got Deep Breath which was requested by Nicholas Haman, our demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist. Special thanks to him for supplying a lot of the music I'm using this evening by the way. So enjoy that and I'll be back after this music break to talk about Persona 2 Innocent Sin. Nicolas Aman, the demon ruler of the Radio Sega playlist, and you're listening to The Hidden Palace. Yeah. 
Persona 3, Deep Breath, requested by Nicholas Saman. And before that, from Persona 1 PSP version, Bloody Destiny, requested by Doan. So the next game we have in the series is Persona 2 Innocent Sin, where a set of students from a different city are looking into the cause of a strange phenomenon where rumours start to alter reality. As with the first game, your party can call upon their persona to fight the demons infesting the city, and as you progress, you are introduced to the game's antagonist, the Joker. No, not the one from DC Comics, and certainly not the one from Persona 5. This Joker is seeking revenge against your party for a sin. None of them can actually remember what this sin is, but as the game continues, this sin is gradually revealed. Your party and a few others uh, form a group called the Masked Circle, where many of them sought solace from their difficult home lives. A traumatic event led to the majority of them willingly forgetting what happened, but those that did choose to remember then sought revenge on the rest of the party. <laughs> uh, Nicholas is saying Joker more like Faker. <laughs> Very good. So the ability for rumour to alter reality subsequently leads to I am not making this up, Nazis and a resurrected character referred to in the game, or in the English version of the game, as Führer. In the Japanese version, he was just straight up called Hitler. <coughs> the party then tried to seek out the sources of his power, which are five crystal skulls. Okay. In an effort to return the world to normal. Sadly, this does not end well, with it being revealed that two entities, including Neolathotep from HP Lovecraft lore and Philemon, have been competing with each other to determine whether humans can find a higher purpose while holding contradictory feelings. With the world on the verge of destruction, Philemon, the collective unconsciousness of humanity, offers them a way to save the world by erasing the day the party first met as children and their shared memories of the event. The group agree, and it results in a new timeline being created where their friendship is in fact forgotten. 
And uh, Nicholas Amal saying, I think we need fewer, fewer Führers. That was difficult to say. Did you do that on purpose? Um, so, yeah, uh, it's, it's quite an ending. It's, I don't think it's quite as bad as, I think the ending from Persona 3 is, is worse. Um, but yeah, that's a thing that happened. Um, <laughs> it's a nice bonus forcing me to say something really awkward when my voice is already knackered. Thanks for that, Nick. I suppose I do owe you one for getting me all the music today, though. Anyway. Um, that's actually where my Persona, uh, Persona history ends for today, because I'm going to be going into the Egyptian corner after the next music break. As you may be able to tell, there is a lot. A lot, lot more that I need to cover. But uh, I can't cover all of... <coughs> all of Persona history in a single one-hour episode. So, you can probably expect there to be another Persona history episode at some point. So I'm going to play another couple of music tracks and then we can go into the Chiptune Corner. And this is from Persona 2 Innocent Sin, Abandoned Factory. And then, uh, just because I can, and I've been playing it this week, uh, I actually finished it yesterday, uh, Persona 5 Strikers, the Persona 5 Strikers version of Rivers in the Desert. So enjoy, and I'll speak to you after this for Egyptian Corner.
I'm Resin SD, host of Lay and Live. And when it comes to boosting your Sega education, there's no better place than the Hidden Palace on Radio Sega.
are back! And that was Persona 5 Strikers, Rivers in the Desert. And before that we had from Persona 2, Innocent Sin, Abandoned Factory. And now we're going into the chiptune corner. So I'll be talking about game music enthusiast turned composer Lee Tyrrell. So after some early hip-hop and prog, exper- prog rock experimentation, uh, Lee eventually focused on a strong influence from the world of video game music. Uh, he was inspired by the minimalism of old chiptune and the rich melodic sound of modern game soundtracks. His music aims for the simplicity that rewards multiple listens. Uh, this track is titled Grabfar's Hammer, which is a reference that all of you nerds should probably recognise. And it is heavily influenced by the work of Ben Dalgleish, who is a person that I have uh, referenced multiple times on the Egyptian Corner. Uh, it also features an Amiga sound chip as part of the instrumentation. So, here we are from Lee Tyrrell, Grabfast Hammer, and I will put a link to his bandcamp into the Discord chat, so you can go into uh, his uh, bandcamp and check out his other work. I think we've also put his um, Bandcamp up on the social. Yes, we have. Excellent. So have a listen, tell me what you think, and I will be back after this to close out the show.
and that was Lee Tyrrell with Grabthar's Hammer. Um, Frost has already said that they're going to pick up uh, the EP um, later on this week, so thanks very much for that, Frost. Uh, and I encourage you to have a look at the Batten Camp and see if there's anything on there that you might like. So thank you ever so much for tuning in today, everyone, and thank you for being patient while I try not to cough my lungs up. Um, as I mentioned before, I am nowhere near finished with talking about the Persona series, so keep your eye out for a sequel episode in the nearish future. If you have any other suggestions for topics that you want me to cover, you can contact me on Twitter, where I am at Blazing Skies, or on Discord, where I am Skyblaze42-5499. Or you can reach me through the official Radio Sega Twitter or Facebook pages. <coughs> Excuse me. I believe coming up next is Gavi with SNS, and tomorrow you can look forward to the LMC block and Rex's Sega Mixer Drive. Be sure to check out the full schedule, uh, the website for the full schedule. That's radio.se.ga forward slash. Well, that shows, I think. Yes. Uh, thank you very much uh, to Electric Boogaloo and Frost who have both told me that uh, they hope I get better soon. Uh, I've been Skyblaze and this has been the Hidden Velvet Room, I guess. Well, it's here on Radio Singer anyway. So I've got one last track to go out on and this is actually an, uh, another celebration of an anniversary because it turns out that September was also the 35th anniversary of the Outrun series. So we've got a OC remix from Miguel, uh, Miguel, Miguelanic? Miguelanic. Uh, called Outrun, This Ain't No Shower, It's a Downpour. So I hope you enjoy that. Take care, everybody. Good night.
Enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.